Hi, this is Perry Kurtz, and I wanted to tell you that I've got a new show coming out. It's called Happy News with Perry Kurtz. That's me. And it's going to be different because we're going to be bringing you the upside of life. That's right. The happy news to make you feel good. And each week I'm going to have my special guests. We're going to talk about their lives and comment on the good things. You can hear us on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can watch us on Binge On This on YouTube. When I was little... Seeing the 100% Perfect Girl, One Beautiful April Morning by Haruki Murakami One beautiful April morning, on a narrow side street in Tokyo's fashionable Harukujo neighborhood, I walked past the 100% Perfect Girl. To tell you the truth, she's not that good looking. She doesn't stand out in any way. Her clothes are nothing special. The back of her hair is still bent out of shape from sleep. And she isn't young. Must be near 30, not even close to a girl, properly speaking. But still, I know from 50 yards away, she's the 100% perfect girl for me. The moment I see her, there's a rumbling in my chest. And my mouth is as dry as a desert. Maybe you have your own particular favorite type of girl. One with slim ankles... Say her big eyes, her graceful fingers, or you're drawn for no good reason to girls who take their time with every meal. I have my own preferences, of course. Sometimes in a restaurant, I'll catch myself staring at the girl at the next table to mine, just because I like the shape of her nose. But no one can insist that his 100% perfect girl corresponds to some preconceived type. Much as I like noses, I can't recall the shape of hers, or even if she had one. All I can remember for sure is that she was no great beauty, which was weird. Yesterday on the street, I passed the 100% girl, I tell someone. Yeah, he says. Is she good looking? Not really, I respond. Your favorite type then? I don't know, I said. I can't seem to remember anything about her. The shape of her eyes or the size of her breasts. Strange, he replied. Yeah, strange. So anyhow, he says, already bored, what did you do? Did you talk to her? Follow her? No. Just passed her on the street. She's walking east to west, and I west to east. And it's such a nice April morning. I wish I could talk to her. I mean, half an hour would be plenty. Just to ask her about herself, tell her about myself, and what I'd really like to do. Explain to her the complexities of fate that have led to our passing each other on a side street in Harajuku on a beautiful April morning in 1981. 
This was something sure to be crammed full of warm secrets, like an antique clock build when peace filled the world. After talking, we'd have lunch somewhere, maybe see a Woody Allen movie, stop by a hotel bar for cocktails. With any kind of luck, we might end up in bed. Potentiality knocks on the door of my heart. Now the distance between us is narrowed to 15 yards. How can I approach her? What should I say? Good morning, miss. Do you think you could spare half an hour for a little conversation? Ridiculous. I'd sound like an insurance salesman. Pardon me, but would you happen to know if there's an all-night cleaners in the neighborhood? No, this is just as ridiculous. I'm not carrying any laundry for one thing. Who's going to buy a line like that? Maybe the simple truth would do. Good morning. You're the 100% perfect girl for me. No, she wouldn't believe it. Or even if she did, she might not want to talk to me. Sorry, she could say. I might be the 100% perfect girl for you, but you're not the 100% boy for me. I mean, it could happen. And if I found myself in that situation, I'd probably go to pieces. I'd never recover from the shock. I'm 30, and that's what growing old is all about. We pass in front of a flower shop. A small, warm air mass touches my skin. The asphalt is damp, and I catch the scent of roses. I can't bring myself to speak to her. She wears a white sweater, and in her right hand she holds a crisp white envelope lacking only a stamp. So, she's written somebody a letter, maybe spent the whole night writing, to judge from the sleepy look in her eyes. The envelope could contain every secret she's ever had. I take a few more strides in turn, and she's lost in the crowd. Now, of course, I know exactly what I'd do and what I should have said to her. It would have been a long speech, though, far too long for me to have delivered properly. The ideas I come up with are never, ever practical. Oh, well, it would have started once upon a time and ended a sad story, don't you think? Once upon a time, there lived a boy and a girl. The boy was 18 and the girl was 16. He was not unusually handsome, and she was not especially beautiful. They were just an ordinary lonely boy and an ordinary lonely girl, like all the others. But they believed with their whole hearts that somewhere in the world there lived the 100% perfect boy and the 100% perfect girl for them. Yes, they believed in a miracle, and that miracle actually happened. One day the two came upon each other on the corner of a street. This is amazing, he said. I've been looking for you all my life. You may not believe this, but you're the 100% perfect girl for me. And you, she said to him, are the 100% perfect boy for me, exactly as I pictured you in every detail. It's almost like a dream. They sat on a park bench, held hands, and told each other their stories hour after hour. And they were not lonely anymore. They had found and been found by their 100% perfect other. What a wonderful thing it is to find and be found by your 100% perfect other. I mean, it's a miracle, a cosmic miracle. As they sat and talked, however, a tiny, tiny sliver of doubt took root in their hearts. Was it really all right for one's dreams to come true so easily? And so, when there came a momentary lull in their conversation, the boy said to the girl, let's test ourselves, just this once. If we really are each other's hundred percent perfect lovers, then sometime, Somewhere, we will meet again without fail. 
And when that happens, and we know that we are the 100% perfect ones, we'll marry then and there. What do you think? Yes, she said. That's exactly what we should do. And so they parted. She to the east and he to the west. The test they had agreed upon, however, was utterly unnecessary. They should have never had underwent it. They really and truly were each other's 100% perfect lovers, and it was a miracle that they had ever met. But it was impossible for them to know this, young as they were. The cold and different waves of fate proceeded to toss them unmercifully. One winter, both the boy and the girl came down with the season's terrible influenza, and after drifting for weeks between life and death, they lost all memory of their early years. When they awoke, their heads were as empty as the young D.H. Lawrence's piggy bank. They were two bright, determined young people, however, and through their unremitting efforts, they were able to acquire once again the knowledge and the feeling that qualified them to return as full-fledged members of society. Heaven be praised, they became truly upstanding citizens who knew how to transfer from one subway line to another, who were fully capable of sending a special delivery letter at the post office. Indeed, they even experienced love again, sometimes as much as 75% or even 85% love. Time passed with shocking swiftness, and soon the boy was 30, and so was the girl. One beautiful April morning, in search of a cup of coffee to start the day, the boy was walking from west to east, while the girl, intending to send a special delivery letter, was walking from east to west, but along the same narrow street in the Harajuku neighborhood of Tokyo. They passed each other in the very center of the street. The faintest gleam of their lost memories glimmered for the briefest moment in their hearts. Each felt a rumbling in their chest, and they knew, she is the 100% perfect girl for me. He is the 100% perfect boy for me. But the glow of their memories was far too weak, and their thoughts no longer had the clarity of 14 years earlier. Without a word, they passed each other, disappearing into the crowd. Forever. A sad story, don't you think? Yeah, that's it. That's what I should have said to her. And that was on seeing the 100% perfect girl one beautiful April morning by Haruki Murakami. Well, there you go, guys. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed that. Somebody asked for a little bit, something a little more romantic. A little, you know, this was this was nice. Um, I've never read this guy's stuff before, but a lot of his other books have to deal, or short stories have to kind of deal in this sort of lovey-dovey shenanigans. You know, uh, can't go wrong with this type of stuff, I guess, if you're into it. It's a nice little story. I like it. You know, uh, what is what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. All right, well, there you go, guys. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode of Reading Ronin. If you guys have any questions or any concerns, feel free to email me at bingeonthischannel at gmail.com. And you can also leave us a review or give us stars, five stars, preferably at iTunes or Spotify, CastBox, Stitcher. We are now available on Ghana, India's number one audio podcasting platform. That's Ghana, out in India. So if you're hearing us today, we love you guys. And that's it. Hopefully, if you guys have any other suggestions, my inbox is always open. And remember, young warrior, that we live by the blade, but we die by the book. We'll see you next time.